You're listening to ROD, coming at you live. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Auto D Show here on Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Networks, broadcasting from high above Camelback Road in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, where the weather is fantastic right now. I am your host, Otto Daniolo, and tonight my guest is Boston-based singer-songwriter and actor Brian DeLorenzo, who was named Performer of the Year by Talent America, and he has a new single coming out this Friday called Things Will Get Better. So hopefully we'll get to uh, hear just a little piece of that. But before I bring Brian on the show, I'd like to play a, a song from the Fervor Records catalog called Bound by Courtney Cotter King here in the Auto D Show. Check it out.
listening to Auto D coming at you live. And that was bound by Courtney Cotter King here on the Auto D Show, which is brought to you in part by my good friends at Fervor Records and also by TheRecordingArtist.com, where I cut a new record with a different band every Wednesday night, and you can watch it happen live online. In fact, if you're interested in the recording process in general, we also make a TV show out of, out of it called The Recording Artist. You can watch that on Amazon Prime. You can also download The Recording Artist channel on your Roku TV. That's free to do. And uh, hit the website up at TheRecordingArtist.com to check it out. And uh, without further delay, let's get on to uh, my guest this evening, Boston-based singer-songwriter, actor, Brian DiLorenzo. Hey, Brian, how are you doing? Hey, Brian, are you out there? Yes, I'm here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, man. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, you've uh, been singing for quite a while, I take it. Yes, since I was a small boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And have you had an opportunity to do much theater? I know you're doing, uh, there's some, you were uh, awarded a top, 10 cabaret or top 10 in cabaret music in New York or something recently? Yes. So um, I do have a degree in musical theater. Uh, I went to uh, State University of New York at Fredonia, mm-hmm. uh, which is now a school of music and uh, studied musical theater there. So I used to do uh, quite a bit of theater, uh, but over the past probably 10 years or so, I've been concentrating on uh singing mainly mm-hmm. okay and then um have you done any acting that didn't involve theater uh just a little bit um not very much um i i did a uh george bernard shaw play uh a number of years ago and i've done many productions of dickens a christmas carol which is technically not a musical uh although Every production I've been in has incorporated um, mm. Christmas carols. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Did you grow up on the East Coast as well? Yes, I did. I grew up uh, just outside of Boston. Okay. Um, I like to I like to tell people that I grew up in the same town as Abigail Adams, who was the uh, wife of John Adams and the mother of John Quincy Adams, mm-hmm. two presidents. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I've only visited Boston one time, but uh, it, I really had a great time. Really enjoyed the the history. Uh, really enjoyed the town. It seemed very cozy and comfortable. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice uh, a nice small city. So easy to walk around. Yeah. So, so growing up there and being uh, interested as you were in these kinds of things, did you get to New York uh, and see a few shows on Broadway over the years? Yeah. Um, so uh, my husband and I often go to New York probably four times a year to uh, for long weekends to see lots of shows. Oh, cool. Sometimes we'll see four or five shows in a weekend. That's great. I kind of assumed you, you'd had that experience, but I didn't know to, to what degree. What, what's your favorite theater? On the, you what's know, my Broadway? favorite yeah, theater? On Broadway, yeah. To see a show in. Oh, um well, the you know all all of the old theaters are are great to to see a show in. The I mean, the Schubert is probably the most yeah well known yeah. Uh, theater, and that that was a chain. There are Schubert theaters in uh, Boston and Chicago and uh, New Haven, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, the last the last time I gosh, I'm trying to think. The last time I saw a show on Broadway, I think it was 2001. And it was uh, Chicago, actually. 
Ah, yeah. At the Schubert, it was and it was incredible. It was just unbelievable. Yeah, that's a that's a great show, and it's I, I think now the longest running uh, revival uh, in history. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> what do you uh, what do you see for yourself in the future? Would you like to to end up uh, on Broadway and, and parked in a show for years? Uh, that uh, I I would like to to do a show on Broadway, um, and but I think. Uh, for for a, a solo singer like me, uh, the the ultimate place to perform would be Carnegie Hall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, that'd be great. Um, yeah. And as a singer, this this new song you have coming out is an original piece of work that you've written. Is this the first uh, song you've released of your own? Yes, it is. Um, so I uh, during the pandemic, I uh, you know we weren't going out of the house even to work. Uh, so I, I, I took a couple of uh, writing workshops um, and I, I realized that I had this, uh, this desire to write songs I, I sort of had been suppressing for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I enrolled in uh, a songwriting uh, class uh, based in London called the Songwriting Academy. And it was a whole year of uh, learning the, the art of songwriting. And sometime in the in the middle of that, I uh, a phrase came into my head: "Things will get better." And mm-hmm. I thought, "Oh, maybe I think I want to turn that into a song because it seems like you know everybody's so so down because we're stuck in our homes. We can't visit friends. We can't visit relatives." Mm-hmm. And uh, so I worked on uh, creating that song. I finally finished it um, last year at some point, and I was doing a cabaret show in November, and I decided to uh, perform it for the first time then. Okay. And then um, my my accompanist collaborator Doug Hammer and I then took it into the recording studio and recorded it in january and uh now it's ready to be released this friday and it's pretty exciting isn't it to have your own record coming out that you wrote it is yeah and it's the it's the first uh you know my first solo writing credit i've I've done a little bit of writing with other people but this is first one that i wrote the lyrics and the music for and i perform it and it's being released as a single that's cool. Um, when you you said that the title just kind of came to you, that phrase came to you. Did it come to you with a melody as well at the same time, or just the line? I, I actually don't remember. Um, okay. I yeah, I think it, it might have, but I uh, really don't remember. Yeah, I, I, I'm a writer too, and I just wondered because everybody has a different experience, and I think I remember there were two country songs that I I was not into country music at the time, and two times coming home from a movie, a, a line popped in my head, both the melody and the words, and I just put put it on a cassette and sat it down, thinking, what am I going to do with that a country song? And then years later, I ended up uh, developing both songs for an artist. But uh, yeah, I, I don't usually get lines without getting the melody at the same time of that mm. phrase that kind of comes together. It's interesting. Um, do you have a lot of other songs you've written now that you haven't recorded? Uh, I don't have a lot. I've been, I've really been focusing on, on performing lately. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so so I've I've been doing a well back in 2015 uh, was the hundredth anniversary of the birth of Frank Sinatra, so I decided to uh, put a show together of standards that. Um, he had recorded mm-hmm. and uh, I did that in New York and in Boston and Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And I brought it to London last uh, September mm-hmm. and I'm doing it again in um, uh, Durango, Colorado. Wow. Uh, in a couple of weeks. What, when are you in Durango? Uh, so that, that performance will be on Tuesday, May 30th. So it's the day after Memorial Day. Okay. I'm actually going to, I have to be in Denver about three weeks later. I think it is. Oh. So, it's like, that would be kind of funny. Um, yeah. But I have family that's actually just now moving to Durango. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I've never been there My, myself. I have a sister who lives there. Oh, okay. Now, when you, you say you're taking the show out, do you go out with just a pianist or do you have a, a complete ensemble? Um, I, I've done it both both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the show in uh, New York with a trio, mm-hmm. uh, and in um, Rochester, New York, I did it with. Was that a trio or a quartet? I can't. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I did it in London, with uh, it was with a, a local uh, jazz pianist. Mm-hmm. And uh, the same when I go to Durango, it'll be a, a local pianist. Cool, that's very cool. And are you, is it uh, what's the event in Durango? Is it strictly your show? Yes, it is. It is my show, okay. and it it's uh, being performed at the Summit Church. Okay, sounds good. And now you sent me some songs that were um, recordings of you singing some other people's songs, not this new one of yours, which we actually have about a two minute piece of that we can play, right? Yes. At some point. Okay. Um, but let's uh, tell me about, uh, I guess, the impetus for this other recording with Don't Get Around. I guess that was the record you were talking about, the Frank Sinatra project. I'm sorry. Can you can you repeat that? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't uh, quite hear you. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Don't Get Around, and let's see, what's another cut on that? Is That's actually the Don't Get Around recording is a live recording you sent me. Yes, it is. I did that at uh, Scholars Jazz Club in Boston. Okay. Uh, that and, was with a, a jazz uh, quartet. Okay, and when was that? That was, I think, 2013, so probably 10 years ago. Wow. So uh, let me, you sent that to me in particular. Is it one of the only live recordings you have, or did you like this in particular? I, I, I like it. I think it's a, it's a nice, uh, upbeat number, um, and it's fun to sing, so cool. I, I thought it would be a good choice. Well, let's play it so we can give people an opportunity to hear you sing before we spin your song as a writer as well. So um, we'll play uh, Don't Get Around Much Anymore. This is live at Scullers Jazz Club from 2013. And singing is my guest, Brian DiLorenzo. Check it out. Miss the Saturday dance Heard they crowded the floor couldn't bear it without you Don't get around much anymore Thought I'd visit the club Got as far as the door They'd have asked me about you 
don't get around much anymore. Darling, I guess my mind's more at ease. But nevertheless, why stir up memories? Been invited on dates. Might have gone, but what for? Awfully different without you. When I'm not playing solitaire, I take a book down from the shelf. And what with programs on the air, I keep pretty much to myself. Missed the Saturday dance Heard that crowd on the floor Couldn't bear it without you Don't get around much anymore Thought I'd visit the club Got as far as the door They'd have asked me about you Don't get around much anymore Now, darling, I guess My mind's more at ease But nevertheless Why stir up memories? Been invited on dates Might have gone, but what for? Awfully different Without you, they'd have asked me about you. Couldn't bear it without you. Don't get around much anymore. You're listening to. Coming at you live. Very nice, man. That's a great recording. Thank you. I love your vibrato. It's real steady and it's uh, deep enough, but not. It's not a quiver and it's not Elvis Costello. It's just right. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I'm, by the way, I'm a huge Elvis Costello fan, but that's not. That's vibrato is not for everybody. You know, uh, that's so <laughs> dramatic. But that's really nice. I think that's one of the hardest things is for singers to to really get down really really well, especially at, at high volume. So that was a really nice finish there. Enjoyed that. So um, I wanted to get back to, uh, real quick, back to school. When you said you went to state? Yeah, State University of New York, yeah. What were you studying then? Musical theater. Okay, so even in school. When did that creep into your life? When did you get started? Uh, So when when I was, my my father was a singer. Um, Okay. He he sang at church, and uh, he he even had a, a little... Uh, radio program back in the 50s on a local radio station um, and so we all, always had music in our house I, I have four sisters and uh, we all grew up singing mm-hmm. and uh, when I was about nine my parents bought a used uh, upright piano and asked me if I wanted to take piano lessons and I said yes cool. <laughs> so I started piano lessons and then um, I forget exactly how it happened. Maybe, maybe my father 
recommended me when I was when I was nine. So a local uh, uh, chorale was looking for boys to sing in a um, Benjamin Britten uh, cantata. And there was just one one small scene where they needed uh, three boys to sing. And uh, I ended up being one of the boys and uh, a nun from the school that I was attending went to the performance and heard me and recommended a choir school uh, that had just opened the year before. And uh, so I joined this choir school that met on Saturdays uh, from when I was in fifth grade until eighth grade. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I got some, some music theory training and singing in a choir and learning how to play recorder uh, and even doing uh, musicals. I think we did a, a children's version of Tom Sawyer, mm-hmm. and uh, we did a children's version of the Engelbert Humperdinck opera Hansel and Gretel, okay. where I played Hansel. So this this bug got you early enough that you can't remember the moment. I mean, you were kind of always just gravitating into this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always music has always been a part of my life. And you mentioned you had four sisters and everybody sang. Um, do your sisters play as well? Uh, they. So my sister, who lives in Durango, Colorado, Patrice, is a painter, uh, but she also does sing in a band. And I think she sang for uh, an open studios event uh, this past Saturday in Durango. Oh, cool. Uh, and I have another another sister who who sings uh, gigs out here in in the Boston area. Mm-hmm. And then for you, uh, you mentioned that you started playing piano when you were pretty young. Uh, is that what you you still play a lot? I mean, do you write when you write the tunes on piano? Yeah, so I use it. I use it to write, and I use it to 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 learn. I'm, I don't play well enough to accompany myself. Okay. Uh, so there there are many. Uh, much more talented accompanist than I am that, uh-huh. that I use in, in Boston and, and uh, New York as well. Okay. Yeah, I know that feeling. I'm, I do the same thing if I do a show. It's, I'm not doing it by myself unless there's no solos. I can play a few chords <laughs> yeah. on my guitar, but I'm going to have to have somebody some help to do all the fancy stuff. But uh, Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, when I asked you about school, you kind of ran right through it with three other questions I had, which covered, oh. <laughs> covered the family and, and uh, you know, kind of how you got started with piano. But uh, you, one thing you haven't mentioned really was was your mom. Was she in music, or was she just totally just trying to take, keep everything alive and happening? She she wasn't in music, but she uh, she also sang. We um, the whole family sang together uh, with another family at uh, the church that my parents were members of. The organist and her family and our family got together and did uh, did some concerts, and we sometimes referred to us ourselves as the the Di Lorenzo family singers, sort of like the, the trap family singers in The Sound mm-hmm. of Music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my mother didn't really like the limelight, but she was a good singer. Oh, interesting. And are, were you the youngest or were you in the middle of all these kids? I'm in the middle okay. of, uh, just like my, my dad's family. He, he was in the middle and he had two older sisters and two younger sisters. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty wild. Okay, and then um, right now, if people wanted to find you and, and check out what you're doing and keep up with your schedule, what's the easiest way? Well, the best way is to go to my website, which is com. 
Okay. And, and then you can find links to my YouTube YouTube channel and Facebook page and and uh, a schedule of upcoming performances. Cool. And how do you feel about social media? Is it just a pain or do you enjoy it? Uh, I enjoy social media. I some, Somehow I manage to avoid most of the arguing mm-hmm. <laughs> that can happen on social media. Do you get to post often enough to... to keep the algorithms happy i think you're supposed to post like five and six times a day on some of these uh, platforms no i'm not i'm actually not a very good i'm not very good at posting right um uh, i realized that you know the best thing to do is to post at least once a week um but uh, eventually i'll get i'll get there <laughs> yeah maybe eventually you just hire people to do that you know post for me yes. constantly like, right I, I look at um taylor swift's career and she has always been constantly on social media as if she's actually doing it all. And she, you know, there's no way. With, she responds so much to so many people. She has to have 20 or 30 people working her account and talking to people. Right. But uh, right. I can't imagine the, the life at that at that level. So um, you mentioned Carnegie Hall is the place to play. So how long do you think it's going to take us to get you there? <laughs> oh, it'll probably be a few years, I think. Okay. Um are there plans to uh, do more original recording this year? I would like to get back into uh, into writing. Uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what comes of that. Um, I did start a long time ago when I was in my first or second year of college. I started a piano piece, and it remained a piano piece for many years. And when I started this. Uh, songwriting uh, class, I decided, oh, maybe I can turn this into an actual song, not just a a piano piece. And that was really hard to work on because something that, that sort of is a part of you that, you know, it it being my, really my first song, um, it was hard to turn it into something else. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, Although I started it and I got, I got, I got it advanced a little bit. It, I had to keep stepping away from it in order to be comfortable with changing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I haven't gone back to it in a while, but I would like to eventually uh, finish it and mm-hmm. uh, and record that. Yeah, sometimes it's difficult to finish them, you know. But uh, also, you, sometimes when a song comes to you, you're not prepared to finish it. Like you're saying, you don't know really where it needs to go. Right, right. Yeah, well, and, and taking a step back is is helpful mm-hmm. because you, you can you can see it with fresh ears. Yeah, hear it with fresh ears. Yeah. Um, what what typically inspires you? I mean, obviously, you've not written a lot of songs, but what what gets you motivated to write or gets that feeling going? Other stories, watching film, or um, I think I think it's it's partially if I'm in in sort of a a, a feel feeling good about myself mm-hmm. in a in a good mood, and and then melodies pop into my head, and I'll um, sometimes this happens when I wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, before I get out of bed, I, I, I'll hear a melody. 
sometimes even when I'm dreaming, I hear a melody. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it's hard to to then wake up and remember what the, what that <laughs> melody was. Um, and also, first, you know, I have my my iPhone by my bedside, and when I wake up in the morning, I'm not a very good singer, mm-hmm. so I'll. Um, I'll try and sing the melody into my iPhone, but then I go back and listen to it, and I can't really tell what it was that yeah. I sang. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I remember trying to, having a song come, come to me when I was sleeping and thinking, oh, this is going to be great when I wake up, I'll remember this. No, and it probably yeah. wasn't that <laughs> yeah. great. But listen, let's play um, this, this uh, two-minute version of your new single that's coming out on Friday. Great. Yeah. And uh, do you want to tell me a little bit more about the song? I, we've got the title, but uh, what's it about in general? So, um, well, I think it's it's sort of a, a universal theme where uh, when when we're feeling down, we we really don't know what to do, and we can sort of um, stay in in a negative mindset and aren't sure how to how to get out of mm-hmm. it. And and the the point of the song is that basically we all have the power to turn things around and and believe that things will get better because they have in the past, right? You know, mm-hmm. we've we've all experienced some down times. Yeah. But for the most part we've gotten we've gotten through them and uh, gotten to a happier place. So it it's sort of a reminder that that things can change for the better, especially if we think positively. Mm-hmm. about ourselves and our lives yeah cool well let's uh play the first two minutes and nine seconds of uh <laughs> things will get better a little, little teaser here for friday's release a song from brian de lorenzo here in the auto d show check it out When the rain beats on your window And the sky's a constant gray Your life's so out of focus On these never-ending days Your heart is really hurting And you can't get past the pain Don't forget it's not forever You'll find some after the Stop and look within Find the light Inside your heart Things will get better Things will get better You've got to believe And you'll see the light Things will get better Yes, they'll get better 
listening to Auto D coming at you live. And there it is, the world premiere of the first half of the new song from Brian DiLorenzo. Uh, Things will get better. That's a nice track. I love the orchestration. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. And um, do you, did you make in the studio? Did you make a background track so you can actually perform to the recording? Did you, Can you repeat the question? Yeah, yeah. When you were in the studio, did you make a copy without your voice so that you have a background track to perform to? Oh, um, I haven't yet, but my my uh, producer uh, accompanist uh, Doug Hammer can do that for me. So yeah, because um, I think that'd be a lot of fun instead of just playing with uh, piano accompaniment. Sometimes it'd be fun just to play with the track. Yes, mm-hmm. it'd be really really cool. Um, it's a nice song, big. I was, the, you know, we just got to the bridge, and uh, that was a nice change. It was interesting. I look forward to hearing the rest of that. Sounds good. <clears throat> so well, that, that comes out on Friday, and that's going to be available where, like on all the streaming services, or yeah, pretty much all the streaming services. Okay, and then um, you're on. Do you have a record company name for your release, or just by your name? Yeah, my my own uh, record company name is Cabaret Classics. Okay, cool. And right now you're the only artist on the label. It's your own product. That and, is right. And then uh, are you going to put this out in a, in a longer form with uh, other songs like an EP or an LP? I don't have plans at the moment, uh, but that's certainly something to consider. Cool. Well, listen, uh, I think we're running out of time here, Brian. I want to thank you for coming on the show and spending the evening with me. Great. I appreciate it. I know thank it's, you it's, so much for having me. Yeah, it's a little little late out there. But uh, on the East Coast, so I appreciate you staying up for me. <laughs> All right, well, good oh, luck. It's only 10.30. There you go. Well, good luck with the release on Friday. Great. And Thank the upcoming so much, gigs. Otto. Yep, you take care. Take care. Bye. And that's been Brian DiLorenzo here on the Auto D Show. And I uh, hope you enjoyed the show, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>